They know. They know. They, they know, know what it is. Oh, I always man. tell people the revolution will not be televised. It will be individualized. Each yep. person stepping up, taking accountability for their own shit, taking mm-hmm. a place in this world, connecting to their passion and their purpose to unlock their power. That is going to be the revolution. And when you bring two of them, two or more of them people together, that synergy is crazy. Yeah, they're gonna shut that down. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They at our next, y'all. They at our next, man. They want they keep that stuff. <laughs> but we gonna piece it together. This might be a three part. God damn it! But we gonna piece it together. So now we were saying, um, you know, just the the study of the minds, like you said, they're allowing us to fail. So <laughs> through physiology, psychology, excuse me, <laughs> and um, and uh, philosophy from which I've looked at Kant, I've looked at, uh, oh gosh, Locke, Thomas Hobbes, all of these people that they have, quote unquote, declared the ancient teachers to the modern philosophers and things of that nature. And some things aren't to be held true. You know, they've obviously put enough of us in a box and they've studied the minds based on certain developmental situations where they've taken us through Albeit, um, what do they call it? Military brats. When these military brats are coming from America and going to Germany and over there in Frankfurt and wherever that base is over in that area, in the green area, and they're interacting and engaging in school with those people over there, they're able to take data from all of these people coming in. Boom. Now we got studies. Now we got case studies. Now we can go to Wartenberg, uh, whatever, Oxford and then swing it back over. Now we could throw these studies over to Yale. And now we got all these schools and we combine the information together. And this is how we're gonna dial out the information. And here it is. Y'all can't be no more than what we say you are. Ooh, on purpose. And it's on freaking purpose. That's another thing I hated. That's artistry too, right? When mm-hmm. you talk about art, where they stop is, first of all, they hold Greek and Roman history like, on a pedestal, right? And the furthest they go back when it comes to art and technology and stuff like that is literally Mesopotamia. And they say that is where it all started. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, there is structures that are older than Mesopotamia. So clearly there was a civilization before then, mm-hmm. but this is the history is agreed upon lies. So this is the history that right. they're given in at the educational, at the collegiate level. So it's saying that, oh, only the Greeks and the Romans are great. And my thing is, who were their teachers? Who taught them? That's that's what I care about. Who taught Pythagorean? Who taught them? Who taught them their information? Who taught them their technology? Those mm-hmm. are the people I want to care about. And a lot of that shit came from ancient Kemet. So I, 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 I hate when we give Greek and Roman people so much credit for like history and stuff and i'm just like but where did they learn from i think that's that's more telling like for me comes spirituality i would rather take spirituality i go by my yacht right 42 laws of my yacht basically 42 laws of how to live how to govern our life based on like universal law just mm-hmm. stuff, simple stuff like that easy peasy but when it comes to for me i'd rather take that like thousands and thousand year system that actually works than to take this 2000 year old system because Christianity is not even 2000 years old. It's just, that's when, that's when they said that it had started over the look because before Christ and after Christ situation, 
but Christianity is fairly a new type of religion. If you look at the grand scheme of things. So for me, it's like, we got to unlearn the things that no longer serve us. But a lot of us are scared to walk away from that. If you had to choose $50,000 or $2,000, you would choose a 50,000. So why would I choose this lesser amount of time religion that really hasn't done anything for us? People defend like, oh, slavery's in the Bible and Jesus freed the slaves. I'm sorry, any source or Bible that decides it's okay for, for 400 years for people to be killed, millions of people to be killed for over 400 years, that sound like that's somebody you want to like give it all up for. Like people will give it all up for Jesus. Like people that don't even keep the commandments will give it all up. Like they would curse out their family members. They will ex, you know, kick people out their family. But it's like you ain't even follow. A lot of Christians don't even follow the fourth commandment. But they want to Bible thump you and tell you that you going to hell. And it's like, but if your religion is so serious and it's so solid, rock solid. Why they got so much mental illness in the church? Why don't y'all even follow the fourth commandment? Because people are scared to leave that. They're scared that if they do walk away or they learn something new and if Jesus come back, they're going to be too. I swear, I think that's what people are scared of. Well, I'm going to just set the bar at 100. If I can get 100 years, that's great. That's the finishing line. So that's my spiritual wellness. Um, the melting pot aspect of what we're in in America and uh, certain European countries like uh, England, France, etc. The objective is just basically white supremacy or systematic racism to where it's going to be controlled through uh, through technology, through algorithms and things that uh, I'm quoting Anita Allen, who you know, I've done enough research in that process to understand where we at and how it folds in with, with this whole Christianity or spirit, excuse me, or, or biblical aspect, because I don't want to slight the people who study the Quran and things of that nature, but all in all, if I can get to 100, it's, it's amazing to me because people with wealth, no matter what, it's billionaires down at 69, 65. Got all that money, but you can't make that heart continue to pump at the end of the day. Whereas, you know what I'm saying? I got a, I got an 82 year old crackhead that's still bumping <laughs> and thumping out here. Time is our most valuable asset. Time is our most valuable asset. And one of the, another thing I do like about my yacht as a spiritual system, it's the biggest thing is when you die, your heart has to be lighter than a feather, right? So if we live our lives with our heart light as a feather, it can be easy to live to 100 years old, right? Because that means if we live our heart light as a feather, that means we're not stressed out. Yeah. That means we're not allowing mental illness and all that stuff to bring us down. That means we are physically healthy. That means we are emotionally intelligent. Like that means so much more. And that's the kind of basis that you have to live your life uh, with your heart light as a feather. And so when you pass on, then literally your heart is weighed on a scale by my yacht. And if your heart is heavy, then it drops and you do not go to the afterlife. But if your light, your heart is, and it's on this scale where there's a feather, ostrich feather on one side and your heart on the other. So basically that's another system of just figuring out life. The same thing that all these religions are, it's just a way to get through life. It's like a, a an agenda. It's like a, a path. It's like a, 
an instruction manual. It, it, all these religions, that's really all that it is. That's all these spiritual systems. It's just an instruction manual on how to get through life. And those people who ever wrote it, their interpretation of how to get through it. There's a right. church called the Flying, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. And there's also a church of ethogenic plants in Oakland. And they focus on mushrooms. These are churches, right? So when people get so caught up on like, oh, it's a church, it's, you know, it's, it's this place and it's just amazing. It's like this holy place is not. It's just like you said, it's, it's what we, what we put into it. A church is going to have as much power as I give it to have as a building in the community. If we, if we continue to compound all these institutions on top of us, then what are we as a human? The more, I mean, you got to think about it. We take a label. We take a label of color. We take a label for religion. We take a label for education. We take a label. All these patches, you know, we, we wear in life. It ain't like your, your military uniform where you got your little bars and stuff. But And we got these invisible bars on us and labels. And I feel like it's just time to just take all of them off and just be a human being and balance yourself and carry yourself with, with, with character. I mean, whatever the philosophies are that you want to run behind, um, I think this is just my opinion. I think this stuff is put before us because it's what keeps the mind going. So if you're not working the mind, then the heart's going to die ultimately because you got to have something to worry about more or less. Yeah. So if you're not kept upright in spirituality, then it's just spirituality. It kept upright with spirituality where there's subconsciously something there to make you feel like you have more standards to chase because you're not living up to all of the principles or the standards, then that's when you fail. That's when your heart goes because as they say, so goes the mind, goes the heart at the end of the day. And you got to keep yourself busy because like you're talking about those particular religions, I mean, aside from the ones that are, are major, again, mm -hmm. I, I'm just spot checking over here. We got Wiccan, you got Jim mm -hmm. Jones, you got mm -hmm. uh, more, they, they consider Mormonism a cult. They consider mm -hmm. Jim Jones a cult, Jehovah Witness a cult. Heaven's oh, wow. Gate, Branch, David, Branch Davidians, and Scientologists. Now, the interesting thing with Scientologists is they don't believe in babies. So they say you are an adult in a little body. When I watch some of the videos on the Scientology people that are really, now, now here is it. All of it comes down to developmental securedness. And this is where people are fucked up at in the long haul. So now you have people who feel like they've lost their childhood. So if Michael Jackson was raised a Jehovah's Witness, and I'm not slighting the religion or the path that you were once on, I'm just speaking on it. Now I understand why he wanted his childhood if, well, I'm sorry, from a Jehovah's Witness to Scientologist, why he wanted his childhood so much as an adult because he never had the opportunity to enjoy the fun things of relaxation and being a child. So I'm not knocking that. But then when we look at the other pillars of the church, such as Catholicism, mm -hmm. has so much unfortunate uh, 
adult to male child molestation. And it goes both ways. It's not, they didn't just molest boys. I mean, it's girls that's been assaulted as well. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with the papal hierarchy to where they cannot go back and reform, revitalize, break the shit down and make a transition to where we could say, hey, player, you might need some. I said Kuju was the number one killer. So I'll we tell might you why. Because they done took the woman out the equation. In religion, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Where's yeah. the woman? Where's the yeah. feminine energy? You're right. You take that out of the equation, there is chaos. And that's what's been going on in the church. That's what's been going on all the way around. Is you need that female component. That's another reason why I'm interested in like comedic Christians, because it always talk about the woman and her importance in the role of legacy and in family and things like that. A lot of these religions has taken the woman out, even in Catholicism. I don't think the woman really has any like any say or anything in there. I know in the Bible, women are kind of supposed to just, for me, my understanding, because I don't know the, the Bible like that. For my understanding, women are just supposed to be at the feet of a man and supposed to just be the helpmate and that's it. But everybody's sitting here with their own like purpose and women, matter of fact, my husband always said this, I don't know where he get this quote from, but Everybody is ignorant and women are doubly ignorant to their existence. And I think that that has to do with Christianity and the way that we're raised. Because even my mother, I'm like, mother, you are a creator. Like you created me and my brother. I'm into numerology. So I'm very much in tune with that type of situation. Like our life path, a number of different things like that. So I'm like, mom, you birthed two master teachers. Like you are a very powerful creator. My mama told me I'm not the creator. Jesus is the creator. <laughs> I'm like, but you you had to birth us, like you had to create us, you had to carry us, and then you had to push us out, you had to raise us. But that's another thing when it comes to some religions, we lack that accountability when it comes to doing good and doing bad, right? We do bad, we want to blame it on the devil, or oh, the devil did it, versus taking accountability. I didn't handle my business like I was supposed to. We do something good, we blame it on Jesus, so it's no confidence that we're building. So we lack accountability because we blame it on the devil. But then we don't have the confidence that we need to move forward and make decisions we make because now we're surrendering the, the, the greatness to somebody else and saying, oh, it's because of them. No, it's because of us. And a lot of people are just, I don't know why we're so afraid to, well, I guess because one of my favorite quotes that, that people like to tell me, lean not on your own understanding. Um, I'm starting to call that bullshit. At, me at too! <laughs> If you don't have sound understanding of what you're attempting to do, then you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So the biggest thing for me and the point that you made as far as woman's value, a woman's value and the significance of a woman. So you got in uh, mythology, you have Gaia, who is supposed to be Mother Earth, and Chaos. I think that's the other woman as it matriculates down before, before it gets into the Titans aspect of it, if you're looking at it like that. So in all, in all that it has been over time, has always been a male-female. Unfortunately, incest has been part of the process and, 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 and how it goes, because there are sons that slept with mothers that bear a child through Greek mythology. 
Um, when you're looking at Hercules and uh, uh, who you're looking at, Apollo. Apollo is the son of Athena, and he had a baby with Athena. So the Greek was kind of backward to me, anyways, because at some point they were grooming their sons for the king. Like women oh, were grooming their sons for the oh, so like you just hold on, you just punched me in the heart because I ain't never hear that one. You gonna have to elaborate now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Institute of San Francisco. This is where I got all this Greek and Roman. And I'm just like, let's go, let's what? go. They some of these like the king. Um, what were some of the kings back then? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't want to say King James because that was probably too far. But even him, like, have you ever heard his story? Yeah, yeah, I heard this story. Yeah. And it's like even just that should be able to be like, you know what? Let's just let me think about this Bible version and all this stuff. But here, no. But yeah, when I think about Greek like history, I just don't see anything that's like. I think everything. I just see everything being backwards. Like, first of all. Like even the art, the men, they, the statues of men, that's why you see so many naked statues of men and boys. Like when they did that back in, there was no pictures. So these men and these boys had to stare in there the whole time while they sculpt their naked ass body. The women had to be clothed in order to be um, sculpted. And if you notice you barely see naked women, but you see a whole bunch of naked men. Like their Olympics, their Olympics was originally done in the nude and it's, it was all men. And they claim it was to see the muscle in the body to see how the body works or some shit like that. Like, I don't know, everything I heard about them, I'm just like, they're backwards as hell. But they also put the woman at the feet. They take the woman out of the equation because life cannot happen without a woman. You need a man and you need a woman in order for life or legacy to continue. So to me, Greek and Romans, they try to take the woman out the equation. That's why they, that's why they shit just don't make sense to me. Every time I just be like, what? But that's, what? that's Eastern. That's Eastern philosophy, what you're explaining in a certain sense that actually came forward and it, it carried over into the Arabic people. And it goes without saying that uh, boys are for fun, women are to make baby. And that's and, backwards. And what they do not want to acknowledge as homosexual activities is very prevalent in the Arabic world. Mm -hmm. popular belief and, and and another part of it yeah hey y'all we just we're speaking facts don't don't don't, don't don't shoot a messenger we're speaking facts women, women there are there will be no life without women but we don't no, like it, to say we're doubly ignorant of our existence yeah like it won't, it won't be life without you but as we study this and we're coming forward now and an inclusive standpoint. I think that's where we are now. I'm gonna say in the Americas, mostly North America, I think women figured it out. And that's your revolution now. That's why suffrage and feminist movements were huge because what it did was women were challenged to think in America as we are challenged to think now, become better and more progressive and shun certain values that people are holding on to that are still holding them back. Because uh, 
I'm trying to put the right caveat on it. But it's it's a thought that I'm having about um, progression. But I'm I'm gonna fall back and let you, and then when it come back to my mind, I'm I'm I probably get it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, really? No, I think when it comes to spiritual wellness, is I feel like it's a personal responsibility of everybody. No matter your religion, no matter what your spiritual beliefs are, spiritual wellness is a very personal thing that we all have to strive for in our lives. And it's basically getting understanding. And I feel like the way that we show up in the world is going to reflect that no matter what we say, no matter how much we learned or memorized, it's always going to show in our character, our spiritual wellness and our development in that aspect. And people think that is not that important, but our spiritual wellness is around belief and hope and faith. We have to have that in something. We have to believe in something. We have to have faith in something that we're waking up every day for a purpose and a reason. For me, simply for motivation, you feel what I'm saying? But it's like, what are we tying our ideals to? You know what I'm saying? At some point we have to unlearn the things that no longer serve us. And to make room for the things that do. Sometimes we have to give up the life that we think that we want in order to get the life that we deserve. And that's ultimately, to me, through spiritual wellness. I love it. And and we are. We had an evolutionary shift. um, Pandemic. Like we talked about. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to call it Iversonism. Because Iversonism or Jordanism for for the Black man. We've seen our our, our most beloved sports figures have to retire. Um, the difference with Jordan, he got a team, he's, he has a business he's running. The difference with Iverson, I don't know his personal life, but every time I see him captured on film, he looks bewildered like, oh my God, I ain't playing basketball no more. What the hell I'm doing with myself? And like you say, we're living longer, longer than expected to live. And the question is now for man, if we don't develop sub- substance now, and put things in order to where we reform. I think everybody got to reform at this point as a reformation was, was the pandemic to reform and uh, put stronger principles into place to try to help for the longevity of life. Um, cultivate, cultivate, bring some of the old world to the new world and cultivate. We got to become farmers again. We got to use our hands. We got to find things that can hold our attention in the house, excuse me, so we don't essentially feel like we're not valued anymore or this life is not valuable anymore. And I'm finding that to be one of the biggest things for people who are saying that they're suffering from mental health issues. Um, They just don't have enough things to do or they wake up every day and say, it's boring. It's boring. Yes. Circling back to that soft, white underbelly commercial I was talking or interview I was talking about earlier. So is this man, (laughs) he's called Cigarette Man. He's this homeless guy. And he had been homeless since he was maybe like 13 or something. Like hadn't had any schooling or anything like that. And this man, every time he runs, he's like, I always see you so happy. And he's like, yeah, man. He has this really like, just what I want to say, like this understanding with life. Like he said, he was sitting now this man, like I said, homeless for I don't know how long for since he was like 12, no school and taught himself how to read, taught himself all these things. This man is well spoken. You wouldn't even know that he didn't go through school if he didn't tell you. So this man said and was like, all these people, somebody stressed out, somebody got bipolar. He was like, no, you don't. You're just looking at other people's life and comparing your life to their life and 
uh, trying to adjust yours to figure out why you're not where they gotta be. How they say comparison is the joy of thief. And I was like, bro, I've never quite heard that way, but he, it's a choice. Like happiness is a choice. And sometimes we have to make that choice multiple times a day. You feel me? Like sometimes you'd be like, well, wake up today. Gonna be a good day. I'm gonna be happy. Did you might have new, might roll around. You know what I'm saying? You got a little rough couple minutes, but the point is don't let that bad minute turn into a bad day. That bad day turn into a bad week. Another reason why emotional intelligence is, is important. Because a lot of us, by us not knowing and understanding our emotions, we could take one bad minute and turn it into a whole bad month. And now we don't waste it a whole month of our time. Absolutely. Because man knows nothing. And my final point, we're just mimicking the behaviors of things that we like or are tempted to try, in my yeah. opinion, for better or for worse. Yeah. Now we could just focus that, that say we could just focus that energy, right? Like figure out where we want to be at in 10 years, count back to day one and use that same energy to get there. Manifestation like a mug. I like 10, but I thought we got to roll. 10 is excellent, right? 10, 10, mm -hmm. is, 10 is to reflect. Mm -hmm. Three to five is realistic to get through only mm -hmm. because in the, and, and, um, and I'm going to use McDonaldism as an example. In McDonaldism, how things have gotten faster as far as the evolution of things where we lose time because we, we invest so much time out into the world trying to, trying to survive. So our survival skills are tested more and we have less time for ourselves. You got to go three to five now because there is no longevity anymore. There isn't, yo, I'm about to ride this thing out for 30 years. You know what I mean? I don't even know why we got, I don't even know why prices of cars and houses are expensive. If a car, the longest they're willing to lease it for is, or, or, or do a loan for is five years, then God damn it, we need to have houses that you can be paid off in five years at the grand scheme of things so that we can continue to build and move on. You know what I'm saying? Why should, why should a, a, a quote unquote an elitist only, I mean, why should an elitist have a house in the south of France, a house in New York, a house in the Caymans, and we can't do that without money. Y'all got everything overextended in value when in essence, none of us can take this shit with us. So why is a house worth a hundred grand? A lot of that is, it's by design. It's, a lot, it's just by design. So you can keep everybody divided so you can conquer. Like you have to have classes. We have to have different classes. So then you know, we have to have the poverty line. Like all this have to exist in order for there to be rich and poor. Everybody can't just be making it. You know what I'm saying? That's going to throw off the economics. Well, no, it wouldn't. It would actually Oh, I help. know. I'm being sarcastic. It would, it would help the mentality. And this is the fight that people really should have. Like where we have legislation or the powerful 100, the Senate. I don't want to be on a pie in the sky. That'll never happen. But you sometimes you just got to say it. You got to look at a, a, utip, a utopia situation to think, hey, if all of us had some, we ain't fighting for shit. If the greed wasn't there, there still would be productivity because it would be a need base because we would actually turn into what the Smurfs was. Yo, bro, it's season. Hey, we got to go pick them trees. We got to go shake them apples out because- but that would change. That would change the trajectory of who they put in place. All of the, their puppets that's in place will no longer be in place. 
the control that they have will no longer be there because now the actual talent is going to have to speak for itself. But, but here's the theoretical aspect of it. In a world where I just said, you could have way more money than me and die before me. What the fuck does it matter? You know what I'm saying? In the grand scheme mm -hmm. of things, if, if, if we can go back, if there was a reset button on the world and, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a person don't know how long their heart gonna go. It's just like the movie with Justin Timberlake, Time, right? Mm -hmm. well, get time on the watches and stuff. You don't know, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In actuality, if everybody had a piece of something, we are mm -hmm. all part of the working cog, cog because we don't know where the soul goes when it's all over, set and done. Mm -hmm. but the, the body returns back to the dirt and the flesh on a great wall in the mausoleum, wherever you want to be established at. Mm -hmm. but we don't know where the soul will go. So if we can officially impact that with all the study, with all the research, with all that they trying to do, you can't turn us into RoboCop and keep us here a thousand years. Yeah, no. Let's just back this thing up. And profit sharing should be a part of the world. Not money, not money. I ain't talking about money. I'm talking about profit sharing in though, as far as we are all here to enjoy this goddamn thing. All right. Now, Black man, Black man, let me ask you this, right? Yeah. Most of the sports you put us in, right? If we just got in there, we would most likely dominate it, right? Because we're probably faster, probably smarter. I think so, at least my example. So if you really think that they just let everybody just be great, right? Let everybody just really like take all the roadblocks from black people and just allow everybody to be in their greatness. That is like America's worst nightmare right there. They don't They're like, hell no, we don't want them focused on their dreams and focused on their passion and their purpose because then they, they lose the power. And I don't think nobody wants that. But I do understand what you're saying. Like I said, the revolution yeah. will be individualized. Is everybody taking accountability for themselves? But yeah, that's nice if one day that would happen, but unfortunately, white supremacy exists and it is well, well funded. So spiritually, they don't want to see the return of Hannibal, basically. Hannibal. Hell no. They don't want to see Hannibal. They don't want to see Queen of Zynga. They don't want to see none of them. That's what you're saying. And in a nutshell, if, if we could dominate from a uh, physical aspect and more or less we actually well, i ain't gonna say it no i'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not. I'm gonna say intellectual but i'm a, uh i'm gonna yeah i was just yeah. yeah because if you think about intellectual property right during slavery right all the inventions that was made during slavery were made by slaves they weren't made why would the slave master make something easier for the slave to do so we talk about intellectual property all them inventions during slavery were made by slaves so when we talk about in intellect like yeah they, they got it but that's why they have to convince us that we don't that's why they convince our black young ladies that they're not intelligent that's why they got to convince our black young men that they're not intelligent because they know they know my parting words to all of the people that's gonna watch this i raise more scientists raise more lawyers raise more innovators and hey man fuck the playing field get them the game back we good yes
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I agree. I don't care if I see 30 white boys shooting basketball. Get back to me. It's all good. <laughs> They'll cut the TV They're off. Right. Cut. They'll be good. Yeah, Coach B. 